The Minnesota Rundown, presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Minnesota Rundown, presented by 10,000 Takes, where we discuss everything surrounding Minnesota sports and a little bit beyond in kind of a funny, comedic, humorous, unfiltered perspective. Try to do it a little differently from every other podcast. You might see a little bit of flair here and there. Try to do it differently. I'm, of course, your host, JJ Journalist Jake, because I'm the best damn journalist to ever do it until I am not. I want to welcome on our very special guest to discuss some relevant Minnesota sports and a little bit of little bit of that, a little bit of this. I want to welcome on Vince Wright. He is the host of his very own podcast, the Sports Done Right podcast. He's also the North Star Sports, uh, the host of the North Star Sports podcast as well. And I think the biggest accolade and biggest uh, top credential for you is, is, of course, that you are a University of Minnesota grad. And as a University of Minnesota grad myself, that is probably the most pristine credential anyone can have. Well, Big Jake, thank you very much. Um, appreciate being on and uh, on with a fellow gopher as well. So uh, definitely loving that fact, my man. And like I was telling you before we hit the air, love what you guys are doing over there, man, at 10,000 Takes. Uh, just remember the little people after you guys blow up. That's all I ask. You're, are you saying you're little? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Larger dude, as, as you know, but, um, you know, you guys are about to blow well, up. I was I was saying in terms of the presence in the sports community, I, but but um I, but yeah we we appreciate it. I know that we we had met you had met me and and Boss Man um, part of our crew at we we're at Bar, Baldy's Barbecue watching March Madness back in March. We had some great food. We were with uh, Justin Alkstrom, um, who mm-hmm. uh, has done some videos with us, and it was it was a fun time. And uh, you know we we just drank some beers and ate some barbecue and talked some sports and. It was a good time, and we're finally glad to bring you on the the Minnesota Rundown to truly talk about it in in its uh, I don't know natural fashion, I guess here oh, in a right. discussion in a podcast environment because this is official now when you're talking in in this sense. So, um, but yeah, we appreciate you coming on, and we let's just kind of hop right into it and kind of do our this like the show the name of the show do a rundown of Minnesota topics here and jump right into it. So, obviously, the Minnesota Twins are are kind of have had a very shitty start this season. First couple months just have gone very poorly. And quite frankly, people are like, I think are kind of waiting around to see when they're going to finally maybe, you know, I don't know, people are waiting for them to turn it around. But I mean, I, I just don't, I don't know if I see it. I guess, do you think, can or will the Minnesota Twins recover or turn this thing around after such a shitty start this season? Yeah, man. If you would have asked me maybe a week ago, Big Jake, I would have said, yeah, possibly. But this week, man, has been such a downer in Twins baseball this this year that I, I really I don't see it. I, I really don't see it. You know, you're putting a turtle out there on the mound to throw 45 mile per hour fastballs. I don't know, man. And and the way that the Twins Nation has really, you know, turned on Baldelli here, that's the part that has really kind of gotten me uh, interested here this past week. So I, I just I, I see no signs of life for this team, which is, you know, if you would have talked to me last year, obviously I, you, you couldn't have paid me, you know, to have these thoughts that I'm having about this year's Minnesota Twins. So my answer, Chief, is no. I think they're done. And, you know, if they can get 70 wins at this pace, that'd be amazing. 
On to, uh, it's almost like on to the next season already. I know it's like still early, it, technically, but like you you have to see a little bit of like for a team to be doing this shitty. I know like a month ago you could be like, yeah, it's still early, but when you see the same trend, you have a what I would say a big already a large survey sample. You know, unless they some some players miraculously just get out of a slump. Like I I think the main issue is the relief pitching, which they didn't. They haven't really addressed for like 10 years yeah. in a very good way. And it's just so disturbing to watch. Like you have Williams Ostadio up there who has a better ERA than like twelve of our twelve of our pitchers. <laughs> and I get he hasn't pitched a lot, but he should <laughs> he should be going up there and people should be getting a home run off of his ball every time. And he's going up there and pitching better than a lot of our pitchers. Our relief pitching is just garbage. You know, it's that's, just yeah, that's the thing. The twins just have not made that investment on the solid, I mean, big time starter or reliever and it's just the twins way and how the polads have always kind of conducted themselves um i don't know what to tell you in terms of the pitching staff it, it has been amazing you know obviously a couple of our starters have definitely regressed and it is just it's a shit show right now and it, it's amazing as we're about to you know reopen target field to to the masses at 100 percent capacity yeah. here in a few weeks they may not have anybody interested in coming down, man. And and like I said, I, I have I don't really have the answers. I just really can't believe we're at this point with twins baseball, especially after the past couple of years. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It it sucks. I mean, I, I'll still remain a little optimistic because I mean there still is a lot of baseball left to be played, right. but when I keep when I keep hearing people saying there's still it's still early, it's still early. I've been hearing that for a month now it's 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 like okay well they need to show some sign of life here they need to show something and and i just don't i i think their batting is there i think their batting their hitting can can turn it around for sure and their hitting has been pretty solid their starting pitching has has shown very good been very you know very solid they've had very consistent stretches it's just that relief pitching i just don't think they physically can with the relief pitching those relief pitchers cannot turn it around. That's just where they're at right now. Yeah, and it's exactly. just, uh, they just can't do it. They just can't, no matter how hard they try. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, Rocco's been taking heat for the way he's been subbing these pitchers in and out. And, and you know, obviously that probably has a lot to do with it as well. But, you know, I mean, just top to bottom and also including the front office too, um, you know, Big Jake as well. I mean, they got to sit down and take accountability here as well. Because, you know, they had planned this to be a World Series push, right? You know, putting this, mm -hmm. this team together. And obviously, that is nowhere near happening. So, you know, they need to answer some questions as well. Yeah, it's going to be uh, very interesting to see in the coming weeks. Like I said, I wish the best of them. I hope they do turn around. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. If just out of the nowhere, I'm not going to be, like, shocked. But just the way it's going with the survey sample size, like I said, it's just... It's just going nowhere, but you know, we'll see what happens. Honestly, it's all speculation on what's going to happen if they'll get somebody in the in the future. But uh, moving on away uh, from the depressing Twins right now, the Timberwolves, who we would probably be talking about as the low point in Minnesota sports, haven't actually been right, yeah. the lowest point in Minnesota sports right now. They actually finished the season on kind of a high note. I mean, compared to the other teams that are in the playoffs, they they still you know didn't do obviously didn't do the greatest but I think they finished with like six or seven wins in the first half of the season 36 games of the first 72 games and then they finished with 23 wins I think they went like 16 and 20 to end the year I think they went on a four game winning streak and then they went five and five the end of the end of the year 
And I, I guess I've been thinking about this, and I think a lot of people are probably asking it is, well, the way they kind of finished where they were winning games, was this kind of some garbage time, garbage games, wins where teams were out of the playoffs and they were just kind of lolly, teams are playing were lollygagging through the end of the year? Or is this actual like, oh, wow, this team is actually building chemistry and this could transfer into next year and this could lead to wins next year and a, and a potential playoff berth and maybe even a run and this is the start of something special with Anthony Edwards? I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think that's probably a mixture of both. You know, a couple games, teams may have been kind of lagging off, you know, saving up for the playoffs. Yeah. A couple games they actually played very well in. And, yeah, I mean, look, we all hope that, this is a springboard into the, you know, next season and good things will come. But, you know, we, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a little older than you guys down there at the headquarters. So, you know, You're not back, that much older, man, I, you know not what that. I'm saying. Chief. Well, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, but know. what I'm saying is, is that look, it's, it's, it is really put up or shut up time with the franchise because, this franchise is on the verge of just not mattering to anybody. And if they come out next year, Jake, and have another shitty season, I mean, I don't want to talk Seattle. Might be over. I mean, honestly. Might be Seattle. Honestly, man, because they are really just hanging on. Now, we've all we got a taste a few years back of what playoff basketball can be at target center. And obviously, yep. you know, the initial run with Kevin Garnett and all yeah. that, this, you know, there's a lot of basketball fans here. This can be a basketball town once again, but man, they really got to start winning games and looking good. Yeah. We got, um, you know, arguably, you know, in my opinion, the rookie of the year, so you can build off that, but if they come out and lay another egg, don't make the playoffs next year, Jake. I mean, how long is cat going to stick around for this? Yeah, I know. I mean, it, he's saying the right stuff, but honestly, how long is he going to stick around? And then if he leaves, it's the domino effect once again. And, you know, maybe A-Rod and the crew can truly bring Kevin Garnett into that ownership group. And KG yeah. can kind of be like your recruiter because to try and sell Minnesota living in January. Hard to do to these brutal. players, bro. <laughs> you got negative 40, but then you have like L.A. and Miami and a lot of Absolutely. these. Absolutely. And and basketball in the NBA is a very, you know, it's very character driven. It's very, uh, you know, individual brand driven. And a lot of these guys, they like to be in you know, Lamborghini in L.A. or Miami. You know, it's just it, not saying that guys in MLB and NHL are like that, but it's just very like that in the NBA. So it's it can be tough to sell them negative 40 in January versus going to like Miami right. Beach, you know, so. Right. Or some other warm weather destination. You know, the Mavericks got a title. But outside of, you know, New York, Chicago, in terms of cold weather locations, where obviously those are huge, huge media markets, you know, it's it's going to be tough, man. So um, the Wolves really, they have to put something together next year. I hope they can do it. Um, this is definitely something to build on. But now it's really put up or shut up, man, because we got to see it on the court all of next year. And again, of course, barring injuries. But if this team is together they got to make the playoffs next year. Yeah, because people are really high on Anthony Edwards, and he's looked very good. Absolutely. But it, but you, you said people are going to lose patience in general for just being in such being in shambles for like fifteen years, pretty much, right. except for one year with Jimmy Butler. And you're riding high on Anthony Edwards, surrounded by some veteran players like Cat. People are going to be I 
just fucking irate next year if they don't do something. Because, like, you, you can't go six and seven and 29 to start a season. <laughs> yep. And then just like, well, we finished the last half really well. Well, I mean, you just, you started so shitty. It doesn't even matter. Like, you're out of the playoffs. You're well eliminated. People and don't also, care. Like, one other thing, Jake, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. We are, for the size of our town, remember, we're a major sports market. You know, your Jersey, we got hockey, we got basketball, yep. we got Division One sports in town. We got a major league soccer team that, quite honestly, up until COVID, was generating more interest than the Timberwolves. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. If you can't come out hot next year and, and give this, you know, Timberwolves nation some hope, man, it is going to be very dire and... Like I said, I'm not talking Seattle, but you know, <laughs> it's it's been in the conversation, and they, you know they want a they want a basketball team. Oh, because they've and, redone the arena out there, yeah. you know, with the new uh, Seattle Kraken hockey team yeah. on board next year, and would love. And also, the one thing they keep saying, and what I've been hearing from local media is the NBA would rather have a team you know, a brand new team in Seattle, then a team relocate there. Cause in a sense they get more money from that. Yeah. Cause they get an expansion. Right, so there's more exactly. teams. So maybe that's the one thing that would help to keep the Timberwolves here. But you know, I, I obviously I hope I'm wrong on that point, but they really got to come out the box hot next year. Yeah. Cause it's just going to keep going lower and lower in attendance. And what's the point They're They're already probably losing tons of money. Yep. And we we've said it countless times unless they we've we've actually said this initiative countless times but unless they take on some crazy marketing initiatives like dollar beer night something <laughs> if they don't cuz if this team keep continuing it continues to lose and they don't they don't try to be think progressively in terms of some marketing initiatives this team's going to leave you're going to make no money so you got to try something to get people in the stands the, the easiest way is obviously to win it's not easy here actually but that would be the way to get people in the stands but it's just not looking good, and A Rod maybe sparked something in the in the organization. Unfortunately, yeah. J Lo's not coming with them. I think people were looking forward to that. Him and J Lo on on court side, absolutely. J Lo maybe singing some halftime show or something like that. She'd be like the nightly act or something, but not that's not going to happen. But A Rod himself and the Walmart owner, whoever the hell it is, and if they bring KGM, maybe he'll do something. Who 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 knows? But we'll. It's 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 time will tell. Hopefully they don't move to Seattle. I still I'm I've been very depressed watching the Timberwolves, and I have said some things about that if they move to Seattle. I don't care, but in reality, I don't want to see them move to Seattle. No, I'd like to course, see. Of course, of course not. Of yeah. course not. I know a lot of people take that uh, when you bring up that topic, they take that to heart, man. So uh, you know, yeah, leave me alone on on the Twitter sphere and stuff. I don't want to see them leave either. But um, you know, they they got to win, and they got to win next year. It's just that simple, in my opinion. Well, people are priority tweeting at you as we speak, like "fuck you." They're right. no, exactly. move to Seattle. Exactly. They do nothing over there. What's the point? It's like, dude, it's it's just come on, man. I mean, it's really hard to because there's those diehard Timberwolves fans. Where it's very hard to be a diehard Timberwolves fan now. It's just it's yeah. it's almost brutally kind of depressing. But yep. yeah, moving on to the away from the Timberwolves now on to on to hockey. We had mentioned hockey in the Wild and the jersey I'm wearing. Go Wild! They're currently in the playoffs right now. We're recording this on Tuesday night. Before the 9 p.m. game two start, the Wild did defeat Vegas in overtime on Sunday. We're, we're super ecstatic. Hope they can keep that momentum. Hope it's not the only game they win in the playoffs. Don't want to jinx it. I have wood here. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> but anyway, well, one of the big storylines, and we've seen it throughout this season, is that Parisi has been 
been a healthy scratch in a lot of games. I don't think he played in game one. Nope. And he was healthy scratch. He was out with the taxi taxi squad on Monday. It it's just it. There's rumors circulating if he's if he's done or not. I mean, do you think that? We have seen experience the last time we've seen Zach Parisi in a in a wild sweater, or I mean, I mean, we could still see him, but is this the last time, last year that he's he's playing in a wild uniform? I, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, I've I've had a little bit of hockey dialogue here, as as you may or may not know, being born in Chicago, I'm a fan of a certain yeah. other team down there. Oh, but, but yep. The, but the wild, they'll show not be named exactly. But the Wild are my second favorite team, long as they're not playing my Hawks. But right. I, in all honesty, yes. I, I and I brought this up on the Sports Done Right podcast, um, my last show a few about two three weeks ago. I think he's done. I mean, he's he's sitting. Zach Parisi is is benched. Yeah, in a veteran seasoned player. Yeah, it, in the let playoffs. that sink in, Wild fans. And quite honestly, because of the young superstar and 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 a couple other additions to the team. He's not missed, in all honesty. Yeah, it's very strange. Like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, yep. like I, I have two jerseys, and they're both Zach Breezy jerseys. <laughs> um, uh, it's this road one, road white, and then I got the you know newer, the new Adidas green right. Breezy. Because I've always been a high on Breezy. I mean, people always gave him shit for his contract. Like, I get it, but he was always a very consistent player when he when he was on the ice. Um, a lot of the time he did produce at least points, assists, and he was a smart playmaker. In the playoffs, he was actually our mo- when he wasn't injured. He was he's been he was injured in a lot of our playoff appearances during his time here. But he was a very he was actually one of our most efficient players in the playoffs. So I, I always looked at him like he's a seasoned, efficient player, and I've always just liked him for that. Regardless of contract, he's a he's a good, solid player. And people are probably uh, a rip or just yelling at their yelling loud right now as they speak or puking or whatever just of me talking about this but it, it is very weird to see him a veteran like him sit and you almost and it's weird you don't even notice him yeah. because it's like it's like we just totally moved on you still see ryan Suter out there who came on with him he, we still need him to an extent but it's like we don't need need Prezi. it's kind of sad but it in a way and this is where these fans get stupid is that there will be people that don't want Parisi to leave just because, well, he's Zach Parisi. He's such a nice guy. And he's from Minnesota or the Midwest. It's like, no, stop. Like that's what Billy G's coming in here doing. He's just tearing up, tearing up that, that emotional, you know, connection we have and just saying, fuck it. We're, we're just dismantling this. I don't care. I am so glad you brought this up and, and the Minnesota hockey fans that I talked to and I, hey, I grew up a North Star fan, so it's right. not like yes. I've, I've hated Minnesota hockey. No, yes. You know, when the Stars left, I went back to, to my Hawks and blah, blah, blah. By the way, yes, sir. Uh, fuck Norm Green still. Thank you. It, and I, I was, look, I was born in 96, okay? I would never even experienced a North Star game, <laughs> but I, for whatever reason, I am still like, I, I, am, I am pissed about that. I'm probably more pissed than anything that yeah. they, t- they sold them the rights of the, of the team name and everything, and they, they, Still hold yeah, on to that's what really that's, hurts, you know, especially now with these kick ass throwback sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. And now that we got these yeah. funky throwback sweaters, right? The green and gold for them to have the rights down in Texas just blows. But the one thing I will say in Norm Green, I guess, is defense is they weren't going to give them the new arena. That's mm-hmm. also, and we don't talk yeah. about that because we get caught into his little sexual possible quote unquote alleged sexual harassment stuff and all that yeah. stuff. But they weren't going to give them a new arena. And that was really kind of the the main thing going on as well. 
But getting back to Zach Parisi, this is just weird because you think of that kid that came over from New Jersey after, you know, really kind of lighting his career on fire over there, signs the contract. Hey, I ain't mad at him on the contract. If you're an athlete, you get all the money you can That's get. That's just the market demand. Exactly. It's just how exactly. it is. And, and nobody had a problem with it. It was him. And, hey, we got Suter, too, coming over. All oh, this is beautiful. But what I was about to say is, it always has to be Minnesota connected with Minnesota hockey, whether it's at the gopher level, the wild level. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted the men, the hardcore fans to kind of let go of that because just because the guys from Minnesota doesn't always mean he's the best fit. Yes. You know, we get caught into the, the, Oh, he was raised here. He's from world. He's from Roseau. He's from here and there. But state he, of hockey. You should play for the hockey, professional team. Exactly. And guess what? The best player we have is from the other side of the world. I know. The guy the running Russia. the team is really yeah. starting to kind of do some damage to that thinking process, which I love, by the way. And I think that you're starting to see the fruits of that with this year's playoffs runs. And, you know, like long as my Hawks in, aren't there, go wild. I wish you guys all the best and bring the cup to the state of hockey finally. Yes. But I, I love what that front office has really been doing with the Minnesota wild there, because they, that's exactly what they needed to do. They needed a shakeup like that. And they got to stop this Minnesota just thought process. You know, that's, that's what really gets to me. So uh, keep it up. Should be a great game tonight. And Hey, if if they win tonight, they can sweep this thing with Vegas and uh, you know, get a few extra days of rest on top of it. Yeah. It'd be nice if they, they get this win, they win Thursday because we're, we're, 10,000 takes where we're co-hosting an event with the Minnesotan and White Bear Lake at Bigwood Brewery oh. on Saturday night. And big wild watch party is going to be a big van there. And that would be awesome if watching going into watching that game, they could potentially not only move on right. to the second round, but then sweep Vegas and, and just sweep a playoff series in general. Usually we're on the other end of that, but Minnesota that would sports be... needs it, man. Minnesota sports needs something right now, and the Wild are giving it to them. And, you know, like I said, I wish them all the best, and I think Wild fans should be very, very happy with what they've seen. And I think that there's um, a good little run in this team here. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I did it. I tweeted it out, like, uh, last night. But if if and I know we're gonna have to deal with the twins to whether the Wild win the Stanley Cup or not, we're gonna have to deal with the twins for a few months and only right. the twins. Okay. But I'm hoping the Wild can just extend this enough because once they're done, we we're stuck with the twins for for uh, until pretty much uh, go for football starts on September second and preseason Vikings football. Who no one cares about, but like right. I will. I will go mad. I'll have no hair by the end of the summer or I'll just probably like go hibernate somewhere in the woods and, and live <laughs> off the land or go to Alaska or something. Cause that will be frustrating. Well, no, I'll take advantage. I'll go to twins games and drink some beer, maybe a little more to numb the pain, but the wild need to extend this and just make a run in general. Cause we need to see something in, in Minnesota and it'd be so fun. But oh, of course, of course. I mean, you can't be the state of hockey without the Stanley cup, right? No, you can't be, and it. That's why it's it's harder and harder every year. Like it were the state of hockey. Oh yeah, how many cups do you have? Well, uh, not, not zero. But I, I get, but I get the argument too. Is that we're not called the state of hockey because we win right. you know, championships because we produce so many players. But we need if we're gonna have that title, we still need a cup. You know, give us a Stanley Cup, and it just you know, it needs North, to North Carolina so has a Stanley Cup. 
Yeah, Florida I know. has a Stanley Cupper. California. Texas. Those, Texas. Those, you know what's down there. Right. Like, we can't. It, it's just, it gets to a point like, why, out of all sports, why can't hockey be the one that give us a championship? Why are, I get all of our sports are cursed and can't win a damn championship except for obviously the Twins. But it's like the wild. You can't, you can't pry through this. You made the playoffs eight of nine years, and it's just, it's, it's just frustrating. Yeah, beyond know, obviously belief. they ran into the buzz of the Hawks at their prime with yeah, Tate they did. Kane, but um, maybe this is the year. You know, this is a different year. This was the COVID season. Things are different. Somebody has to win the cup, and hey, you know, yeah, why not they, the wild? I guess. Right. I know they I know they technically kind of exceeded expectations. I think a lot of people maybe even thought them maybe just making a run or vying for that four spot in the division. But really, people weren't expecting a lot. I think people were expecting Caprizov to be impressive, but still develop and, you know, kind of get, you know, you get used to the game and get used to the NHL and used to this league. But it's just they went off. But now that they're here again, I don't care if they've exceeded expectations or not. People are all eyes on the wild and they want to see them win. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And, you know, you got the uh, potential rookie of the year there. And what they really have is solid goaltending. I mean, in the playoff hockey, it's all about the goaltending. And if you catch fire mm-hmm. on, on the goaltending side, man, you can go a long, long way. And so far, um, looking good for the Minnesota Wild in that department. Cameron Talbot, man, 42 saves. Stonewall. Unreal. Stonewall. And the thing is, like watching him, he, he's not necessarily like this Mark. Oh, by the way, all props to Mark Andre Fleury, too, making incredible saves. And yeah. Cam Talbot, I'm, you watch him, he is not like this Mark Andre Fleury, Fleury where he's like super all over the place or, you know, crazy flexible. But he, Cam Talbot, he's a very smart goalie. He, he, right. he gets the angle down and he, you can tell he's experienced. He's very veteran. He's smart in the net he knows where he's at he rarely gives up a bad angle he's just very smart and that's what you need and then with a combination of some luck and yeah. getting hot hey, there you go exactly exactly i mean that's that's all it's, it has taken for a lot of teams that have actually won the cup you know that mm-hmm. weren't expected to be there over the past few years i mean even you know chicago you know they were down into two series three games to one yeah you know so long as the wild those goalies keep doing what they're doing, man. I'm expecting a long run, Jake, from from the Minnesota Wild this year. Yeah, and like you look at the Dallas Stars last year, the Anton Hudobin, just this random goal who the Wild had, I think, right. for a year, like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's been in a solid backup here and there. He's made some starts, but he no one expected when uh, was it Bishop or Ben Bishop was their starting goalie, I believe, that went down or who is there? So yeah, I I I think it might have been Ben Bishop. Whoever their starting goalie was last about. year, I just can't place that name. Right, whoever their starting goalie was last year in the bubble, I think the first round, I think he got injured, and they brought in Anton Hudobin. I'm like, oh, Dallas is done, just in the back of my head. And then all of a sudden, I see them just all of a sudden they're in the conference finals, right. and they're in the cup. And Anton Hudobin's just what the hell? It's always and he had character, he had the beard, and it's like, dude, it just takes that hot netminder, man. It's just absolutely. and hopefully we it's that with Cam Talbot and a little bit of Capo Kakinen. So absolutely, yep, yep. Couldn't so that. The, We'll we'll see what happens again. They they played as tonight as we're recording. So hopefully by the time you listen to this, when this is released tomorrow, well we'll be up two zero. Right. But they could be up one one. So let's just prepare for either either or. You know, if just, we go into game, just keep grinding it out. That's all. Yeah. Got to do, man. Just like they did in game one. Just keep grinding and, and yeah. Don't, just don't give up and you put know, it one hundred twenty percent. Happen. 
put in 120 yep. percent. Hell yeah! I'm just so glad they're in the playoffs again. Playoff, love playoff hockey. But I, I wanted to circle back, like I was mentioning before, about uh, you know if the Wild get eliminated, we literally have the Twins still go for football starts, and that's what I want to talk about. Moving to the next topic here, and you're you're big Gopher guy. I'm a big Gopher guy. I'm obviously wearing Wild tonight because the Wild are in the playoffs. But you're decking the Gopher stuff. Any other day, I'd probably be decking Gopher stuff. Go Gophers! And so the one thing I want to uh, ask you is is that uh, September second coming up, the first game of the season isn't just some against some Joe Blow South Dakota State or Eastern Tennessee or whoever the right. fuck they play. It's against Ohio State University. And as exciting as this is going to be, just seeing them play at Ohio State kick off the season will be the first game back in two years for fans. It's going to be incredible. They're playing Ohio State, but in reality, is this going to be a complete shit show? Is this going to get ugly or? in terms of the game itself, or do you see an upset brewing? Do you think the Gophers can pull it off in the very first game with having played no games before can go out and, right. and just give it to Ohio state and, and pull off a win for the, for the fans. It's going to be tough. I think obviously if that defensive backfield that showed up against teams like Maryland and, and uh, you know, the other teams, if that, if they from last up, year, yeah, it's, mm. it's going to be ugly early and, and, you know, Oh, well, but if there is some improvement there, um, you know, we don't really know too much about Ohio State just yet. I mean, they're Ohio State, so you just automatically expect them to reload at quarterback and the skill positions and everything else. But it's yeah. also their first game. What it's going to take, Brother Jake, it's going to take for the Gophers to get off early, to look good early, and to yeah. score early and often. And if they can somehow, some way, suck a little bit of the will out of Ohio State early in that game, then yeah, we can we can pull off the upset. Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. I'm a 17 year season ticket holder. I'm in the front row right behind the visitors bench. There you go. I cannot wait for this game. Like you said, you know, two years. Can't wait to get back down there. Uh, national TV. And this year, the Gophers are going to have spring. You know, they're going to have spring practice in the books. Yep, they're gonna have more time together. So hopefully that defensive backfield can gel a little bit more. But I cannot wait for this game, and um, we'll we'll talk later. But I definitely got a couple tickets for a game of the you're choosing for the ten thousand takes crew as well. That would be unbelievable. I I've, I personally uh, I've had season tickets since uh, with my dad since uh, two thousand nine since the uh, oh, nice. TCF Bank Stadium opened. And because my dad would just hopped on that because I went to a couple games at the Dome as a kid and mm-hmm. I was a kid, so I don't know a lot. I didn't experience Memorial Stadium like my dad did on campus where the McNamara Alumni Center is now. So, But I was just like hearing the the band and stuff. It just didn't feel like a college vibe. And then I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know a lot about what ultra college football watching that was like growing up with the Dome. My dad's like, I'm getting tickets to TCF. And I went to that first game. And I was a Gopher fan before this, but man, was I hooked. Like that day, I was like a 13-year-old, like 7th or 8th grader. I'm like, I'm going to the University of Minnesota. And that just reeled me in. And that, I just, it's it sucks that I haven't been able to go there for two years. And it's just going to be very exciting. I know us 10K crew, would be we would be totally down to go to a game. Oh, and, yeah, we'll definitely but, have to do some tailgating and all that. Oh, for sure. But yeah, but you just said it though, Jake. I mean, you know, people don't like to talk about this, but it, it is amazing. You know, if your school has a good football team, the interest it generates in, you know, just getting kids to apply to go to school there. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm expecting some big things from Minnesota football this year. And they got to, you know, they're going to be in the mix 
for the Big Ten West, and they have to win it. I mean, they have to win it. And, you know, just no more excuses. They have blown some really prime opportunities against Wisconsin Mm -hmm. the past couple meetings. Damn Wisconsin. Iowa as well. Um, you know, a couple years ago, people, you know, they they don't remember mm-hmm. if we would have beat Iowa down in Iowa yep. City that night. Yep. We're Big Ten ch- champions of D- the West. Didn't matter. Didn't and, matter. Yep. And can you imagine going into a Wisconsin game with it not mattering? Yeah. In terms of a championship and how that just could have been a whole different thing. But and that may have changed the game. They might have yeah. just been like, oh, nothing left to lose, you know? Absolutely. So. So, yeah, man, I'm 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 very excited. Love that we got P.J. Fleck as our coach, obviously. And, you know, expect a huge season for Mo Ibrahim. And, you know, we just got to hopefully get this quarterback thing figured out. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden that was a little scary last year. So hopefully uh, Tanner can come back and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. give us some glimpses of 2019. But yeah. Yeah, I think. I almost like part of me just thinks in in the mindset of that 2019 was kind of a wash in the sense of that the COVID played so much of a factor. Like it, it, it some players opted out. Like Daniel Felalele, I think was a big. He's a huge part of our offensive line. He opted out, and then Rashad Bateman was kind of half in, half out. You know, and and you know there there is there our kicking situation was completely just abysmal from players being injured to COVID. I'm just hoping now with now more practices, a full roster, some recruits coming in. I know you're not going to have Rashad Bateman, and you do see Tanner Morgan getting the 2019 self. Anything is possible. It, it's one of those things where I have no idea how this team is actually going to look, though. I just yeah, I right. don't no idea, but I hope they can come off strong. How great would it be to start off the season and beating Ohio State? Oh, that would be unreal. Well, you know, the take it back to that Penn State game, you know, when Penn State was oh. number four in the country, and I'm sure you yes. were down there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just to have that kind of atmosphere again and to actually win the national TV and then storming the field and all that. I mean, it definitely sets you up for, for a, a very nice start to the season, obviously. Um, you know, it's just keeping it going and 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 finishing you know you yep. got to win the Big 10 West this is what we paid PJ Fleck to do he has shown uh through recruitment that we are close right you mm-hmm. know we we've definitely yep. been on on the doorstep here the past couple years we just got to kick that door in and you know you got to you got to beat Iowa if you want hey you got to beat Wisconsin you know if you want to do arguably Ohio State in the Big 10 championship these that's what you got to do and and you know we got to do it no more excuses you got to just turn the corner at one point and they they kind of did in 2019 but then they they kind of didn't when you just lay a dud against Wisconsin absolutely yeah but they have an opportunity there maybe you could be a part of that and helping them like you say you're right behind the visitors bench you got to <laughs> say say some shit rattle them a little bit oh, man, get them going I, the stuff hey man the the stuff you hear from my seats and that was the thing, um, you know, I, we've heard Joe Paterno go off on people. Oh. We've heard all these coaches that have come through, you know, we're right there. And it is just amazing. And that's why I love these seats to just yeah. hear these coaches and the interaction of the players and everything. It really adds to to what you're seeing on the field. You know, when these guys are making mistakes and getting chewed out or they're making big plays and, you know, they're coming over and their coaches are congratulating them. So um, I, I, I cannot wait for go for football this year. I, I'm just so excited. I'm ready to get back to the tailgates and just ready mm-hmm. to enjoy what should hopefully be a, a pretty good year. Yeah, row the boats, Kamaga Gophers. I cannot wait to get back and tailgate. I know that we'll also be trying to potentially 
set something up to get her own like tailgate lot area and and possibly do like a a, show, a live show through PA speakers and everything, have a whole experience, interview people, and we'll, we'd definitely love to link up and Absolutely. and do do some stuff with you if you're going to be there and just have a big party because that's all it is. Tailgating is a big party before sure the game. And it's and, great time. Uh, stop by lot fifty nine right outside of Williams Arena or the yep or the Maturi Pavilion or whatever Maturi, it's called. Yep, uh, real small intimate lot, but we got a lot yep. of good times going on over there. And yeah, I can't wait, man. And would love to hook up with the 10,000 takes crew anytime, anywhere. Yep. We'll definitely have to make our way over to this, this fall pending. They do allow it tailgating, which I'm, it's looking like they are. So let's, let's assume that and, and go for that. But I think that will, will, will do it for, for this episode. And Vince, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on to, to come on and discuss some Minnesota sports and, whatever else we have to talk about. And yeah, I really appreciate you taking time of your night to, to come on. Hey, th- again, thanks for having me. Love what you guys are doing, you know, keep doing it. And yeah, I'll definitely be out at some of the live events, supporting you guys. And um, again, just thanks for uh, having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Vince. Uh, yeah. we we love, love having you here and uh, we'll definitely have to link up, but again, guys, I want to welcome on our, our guest here, Vince, Vince Wright. At the Big Smooth One on Twitter, I believe it is yes, such a. Yes. Oh, and by the way, kid. my name is Vince Wright. I see somewhat somehow it says my wife's name down here on the. Screen. No, it, it uh, that that is not being captured. I noticed nice. that too, oh, but like cool. you're 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 in the clear. <laughs> you're in the clear, but you don't know how many times we've seen that. So like you're you're not out of ordinary. I mean, my name is just. I'll I'll use this account to go into other stuff. The Zoom and it'll just be ten thousand takes. Like, who's right. ten thousand takes? Okay, well, it's so it's very weird. No, you're not alone in that department. So, But I want to thank you again, Vince, for our, our guest, Vince Wright, for coming on, the host of the Sports Done Right podcast, also the North Star Sports podcast. Thank you so much for coming on to discuss Minnesota sports and everything else. And, guys, if you also want to follow us on our pages, of course, we're 10K Takes everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on TikTok as well. And make sure if you want to read our fantastic blogs our entertaining very comedic and filtered stuff you can go to 10ktakesmn.com we also have a shop up there we have our nick benino 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 shirts on sale on that website as well under our shop but again guys thank you so much for listening to another episode of the minnesota rundown featuring vince wright i'm your host jj thanks for listening everybody and have a great rest of your week